Hello everybody, welcome back to Battlefield, and I would like to start out by saying I want to thank for all the supporters on Patreon, um, as well as people who listen and actually take this information and apply it to their lives. Like I said, I know I've been trying, I told you in the way beginning I do, I try to do every day or every other day, but it's not really working out so well considering um, there is some stuff that I've been going through as well as um, there has some been turn of events. And, um, you know, it's been overall pregnant with my second child. I've just been tired. Especially after also running after a toddler. And it's just all over the place. So, if you could just keep me in your thoughts. And my family in your thoughts. Because also our fridge decided not to keep our food cold anymore. So we're kind of stressed out right now about, you know, trying to preserve as much as we can instead of going grocery shopping all over again because a lot of you would know that it does take a toll. So just saying. Um, I know that this is probably getting really annoying uh, to some. I know I noticed there wasn't a lot of listeners on the last one, which is completely fine. As long as the listeners who've listened to it... Um, got something out of it. That's all that matters. But just know that this is something that should be taken seriously. Um, Like, full-heartedly seriously. Especially for anyone who has people in um, uniform. You know, it doesn't just have to be the freaking firefighter. Uh, So, and I hope that if you are finding any gentle aspect in it, you are, uh, you know, passing it down to your spouse, your friends whoever else. Um, so we're on chapter eight with essential conversation number five. Keep your first family first. Firefighters, if I were you, I'd listen up and listen up right now. This chapter really, really is important. I felt it was actually more important than most of the chapters in this book because of the fact that this is where all number one things start to go down when it comes to divorce like a firefighter divorce, you know? Um, why they didn't put this as the first chapter, I don't know. But, um, you know, but it's something that has to be talked about. You can't ignore it. So, I mean, the strong affection firefighters feel for one another is a good thing. I mean, it helps them do what they do and love doing it. I get that. Great. But through the years, uh, there has been experiences of watching bonds become a problem if and when it begins to take precedence over firefighters first family and by that their spouse and their children all right it can be a hazard to the marriage and one that has to be addressed over the years and sometimes it's it takes those years to get it to you know heal or take time to work with so anyway how does a spouse feel that they are number one over a profession that is elite and exclusive and vital to the existence of the communities well being needed is compelling force Need to save lives, need to help other firefighters, and need it because you're excellent. Something that brings a sense of pride. 
Firefrog couples can find themselves grappling with this force when it become, when begins to call a firefighter away from his home too much, infringing on his first love, his first family. So these boundaries must be set between the two families. If they are not, and the firefighter begins to neglect his wife and kids, or, you know, husband, if the wife begins to neglect the husband and kids, then be prepared for the consequences. Losing your first family is the second one. And, you know, let's be real. Firefighters as compelling as your firefighter family may be. You can't live with them 24-7. And, you know, you will eventually retire. So, think about that. Okay? So, red flags of warning. Okay? So, red flag number one. When you notice when you're beginning to drift. You know, or have a little discord in the in the marriage. Um, so we're not talking much about deeper issues, which is one that Vile needs to feel connected. Um, conversation becomes shallow, minimal, and, you know, very perfunctory. Like, it's not there. Like, it's almost non-existent. So that's red, red flag number one. When there's just, just no conversation that just isn't even, you know... Nowhere to be found anymore. Red flag number two. So when they tend to develop a hair triggered temper and is easily irritated by the kids or the spouse. And then you feel like you've got to begin to walk on eggshells. Okay. Which should not be something in a marriage. You shouldn't have to walk on eggshells around your husband, wife, whatever. Okay. Red flag number three. So, my husband is not far from our fire station. Okay? We actually live pretty damn close to it. To the point where it's actually walkable. I mean, so, it feels like he's here, but he's not really here. Like, being distracted by the project's demands that are piling up. And he can have trouble concentrating on just me or my son. And when one of these red more of these red flags begin to creep into the marriage, which is more precious to us than anything else, we drop everything and take immediate action, which my husband and I have done. I have actually, before I actually started the podcast to do these chapters, I actually talked to my husband. I said, there's a chapter in here I need you to, we need to talk about with each other. And he said, okay. So I told him, you know, even though you're going through all this training, and this is when he was taking fire one. And his, his actual, like, testing is actually this weekend. So, thankfully, it's over. <laughs> because, guys, I can't tell you. I mean, I'm proud of him. Don't get me wrong. I love the fact that he was taking this so he can have training to become a full-time firefighter at the department. But the thing is, you have to take Fire 1 and then an EMT class and then see if you can get on. Now, don't get me wrong. I was so proud to know that he was... Continuing his education, being able to find classes that would actually take him at the time before the seats filled up. But at the same time, I was being left two days out of the week with my toddler. Who, by the way, when it all started out, my toddler wasn't exactly the bet had the best attitude. And being pregnant, I was very upset, tired, hormonal and um you know running around trying to make my toddler happy so and so when Tuesdays and Thursdays came 
my husband had to leave, go to class. I was stuck bearing the burden. Well, not the burden. Bearing everything on my shoulders even, af even after a full day of stress. So I guess you can say I just felt kind of, I felt alone. I just felt like I was just thrown to the side, even though that's not really the case. Um, that was like mostly my pregnancy hormones talking. Okay. Um, and on top of that, there was a lot of things that had to do with weak, weakened stuff. Like he would be, he was on call for a couple of times where I barely got any sleep because I constantly heard his freaking pager go off. And I just felt like it was just overrunning the life I was trying to live at home. Um, as well as when even like these trainings that would come up that he wanted to do, even though they were optional, he still did them, even though they were freaking optional. And I would get so upset because it's like, you're just freaking leaving me home. But the thing is, it's weird. He would talk to me about it. But of course, as a wife, I want to support him. And so I felt like I have to say yes. And which is sad because I should be able to be like, hey, I want you home. If it's optional, you don't need to go. But at the same time, if this is something he wants as a passion he wants to live, uh, then I have to be able to support him in every way possible. Like he supports me on my journeys of my writing and stuff. So there has been, has there been times where I've resented his profession? Uh, yeah, guys, I don't know how many times I have, you know, resented every time he'd go on a call, resented every time he would tell me about a story, resented because, you know, he just completely and utterly up and left without telling me, hey, by the way, I got training tonight. You know, of course I resented this fact. Of course. There's no ands if or buts about it. There's no hiding it. But I'm coming to understand after we've talked, we've had this big, huge conversation about resentment. You know, and I'm starting to heal from it. So how, how can you fix this? Well, make sure time together is focus. So pretty much, you know, when the call of the firehouse is strong, I mean, it is a strong one. It can be felt even at home. So the firefighter is busy and distracted. And again, we can resent that sometimes. So technically what I told my husband was I needed his undivided attention. Just not his physical like appearance. Meaning if we're just sitting on the couch watching, oh, we love this show called Master Chef with Gordon Ramsay in it. That's, I mean, I, I, I not only want him to be sitting by me physically, presently, but I want, I need his undivided attention when we need to talk about something. So I have told him, you know, put all the distractions away. There will be times that we have to pause the TV. I tell him to show off his pager because guess what? Lately it has been beeping and beeping. Every time I had something to talk about lately. Okay, so and that's been very distracting and it's been almost disrespecting because it's like, you know what, I am trying. <laughs> it's almost like, uh, okay, it's kind of funny. I'm blaming people who can't help, help that they're hurt or whatever. But at the same time, my pregnancy hormones are like, 
You just had to fall. You you needed a lift assist. Now I'm trying to talk to my husband. Thanks for that. Um, <laughs> I mean, honestly, it, it sounds stupid when I say it out loud. It really does. And a lot of you who are actually listening to this, you're like, really? Are you dumb? It's like, no, but for those of you who are not in my shoes as a firefighter spouse, this is something that you will not understand until you are. Okay. So I ask him, I even ask him not to look at his phone. If he's trying to look at his phone while I'm talking, I get very, I mean, I get irritated. I'll stop in the middle of my sentence. I'll be like, are you done? Which is something that we probably shouldn't be saying to each other because there's a lot of times where even therapists or counselors, marriage counselors will be like, don't say, are you done? You know, to your spouse, blah, blah. Or I'll be like, how important is it that you need to look at your phone and, you know, not our conversation, I'll ask. And he'll be like, oh, sorry. Yeah, our conversation's more important. You know, and then I'll think to myself, yeah, that's what I thought. Because <laughs> if you're going to even make Facebook or Snapchat or whatever he's doing on his phone more of a priority than what I'm trying to talk about and trying to help our marriage, then there's a bigger problem that's deeper inside. So make sure you're trying to make time together and make sure it is focused. And when it is focused, make sure you have a list because if you forget what you need to talk, if you're those kinds of people, if you forget what you need to talk about, that conversation's going to be kind of stalled. And then guess what? Both of you are going to lose interest and then, you know, it's just not really going to happen. Nothing's really going to be solved. So run every major decision by your spouse. Okay, so my husband is a car person. A great example, y'all. Okay? Because let me tell you something. If, if he didn't run any decisions by me when it, when it came to looking at vehicles and saying, maybe I can get this in the future, and our backyard would become a junkyard. Or, you know, we would have all these vehicles, and of course, yeah, we, it wouldn't be the best time. So I told him if he's going to make a big decision when it comes to vehicles, he better talk to me first because just because he's the main breadwinner does not mean it is his money. He married me. I married him. It is our money. Get the hell over it. Okay. And that even includes with fire department stuff. If he decided to schedule a training for people, he needs to tell me or at least run it by me and say, hey, this is what I'm going to do. This is where I'm going to be. But I was wondering if this day would work or if you're going to need me at home. Okay. I really appreciate I really do. Okay. And, you know, the, since firefighters are doers, I mean, it's really hard for them because they get asked to do like major projects. Like I just said, training sometimes. Which are usually just small ones, but technically, you know. So I, all I ask is tell me beforehand. All that's all I ask of him is to tell me beforehand inst instead of just up and leave me and saying, "Oh, by the way, I have training today," or blah blah. He's done it before, and it's actually broken my heart. So, um, yeah. Well, next one. Give up the extras, okay? This applies to both the firefighter and the spouse. Okay, so firefighter, if you want to take on that compelling extra work project, then cut back on time with the crew off duty. Or give up a hobby or two. Okay? Like some of the dads, 
who let's say they coach baseball teams, like let's say they coach baseball and basketball, but they're also, let's say they're a chief on a fire, on a fire department, okay? Awesome, great. You, you like coaching baseball and basketball for your, not what, your children or some, or everyone else's kids, whatever. Great, cool. Because there's not a lot of parents who'd want to do that, okay? But the thing is, if it's taking up all your time with your family, you need to maybe rethink your priorities. Because just think, if you're, let's say you're hosting or coaching a basketball game, and then next thing you know, you have training the next day. I mean, what's that going to really do to your spouse and children? Because then you're barely home. Because basketball games and baseball games can go pretty a good couple hours. And let's face it, everyone's tired after that. And then they want to go to bed. Okay? They just want to go stop at McDonald's, eat because they've earned it, and then go to bed. And then next day, the, the spouse wakes up, goes to freaking training until 12 or 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Which, by the way, sucks. Because then it feels like they're at a whole work day, even though it's not really a whole work day, but technically it feels like they're at work on a Saturday, okay? So maybe you guys might have to think about giving up the extras, okay, spouses? This is something you guys are probably going to have to talk about with them. So try to give up a little extras. Um, let's see. <clears throat> Maybe if, let's say, you're working a few jobs. Not only are you a firefighter, but you also have this part-time job to make a little extra money. But the thing is, if you think about it, when people do have a couple jobs, it takes up so much of their time that the family does not survive. The marriage does not survive. I have seen this in action myself, and it sucks. It sucks to see that as an outsider. So give up all your jobs. Pick or choose, because if you really love your first family, you will definitely choose to give up something and sacrifice things, okay? That's just how it is. All right, say no more often. Okay, this has been an interesting phenomenon we've discovered, <laughs> especially as humans, and of course our society just sucks at it today. And when you're, especially when you're experiencing it as a firefighter couple, so, let me put it this way. The more he says no, the more I say yes. Well, okay, well, how does that work? Well, because of the tips, these tips, that the fire, my firefighter now routinely runs every major activity or project by me first. Like, I just told you. I just told you. And has learned from this to say no if it comes at a high price which is even more time away from me or the kids when you know when they're home i he my husband has said no before because i have told him i needed him home guys a lot of you are probably thinking right now really really you can't be struggling that bad well for the women especially who are pregnant lots of kids or are currently pregnant even with just one toddler and has to take care of the house you will know you will know the feeling 
and you you'll know what I'm talking about. I I am actually getting pretty good at saying how what I need from from my husband and he's listening. And I get it he has that knee-jerk reaction to always say yes because he's always been that kind of person to people and he he loves helping people. Don't get me wrong, I love helping people too, but the thing is we all should know that our mentality matters most like self-care. We need to take care of ourselves to take care of other people. Because if you don't take care of yourself, you're not going to be good for other people. Okay, that's just it. Period. Okay, so time invested in the kids keeps the marriage strong. So many women, including firefighters, have shared that the more a man is involved in child care, the better his wife feels about the marriage. And of course, I would heartily concur. All right. I mean, for a man, especially, to have his presence kept on straight and narrow, the kids will be more likely to, you know, keep out of trouble or be able to see a happy marriage and a good example. All right? So, if, especially, you know, if a firefighter spouse is at home and can try to make time for at least the kids, the marriage will feel complete, okay? It will feel like it came full circle because if you you don't want the kids to start to think that daddy or mommy doesn't want to be around them. That's the last thing you ever want is to kids your kids to think, they don't love me, that's why they don't stay around. First of all, that's really heartbreaking. Second, that's something that should never even be said for it to be heartbreaking, so... Make sure that they are around and they make time not only for you, but also the kids. Okay? Do fun stuff together. This is kind of common sense, people. This shouldn't have to be something that we should be learning right now. Okay? I mean, if you've got a pool in your community, go to the pool. If you have a community center that has inside sports, go together and play those sports. If there's a painting class where you can bring your children... Go, or just go out by yourself as a couple. There's something called wine and painting, and I think it's somewhere, and I can't remember where it's at, but then go. Do something together, okay? Go to the freaking park for all I care. Watch your kids play. You know, interact with them as much as you can without breaking your bones. Uh, for, <laughs> you know, at least keep yourself safe. Uh, try to climb, you know, as best as you can, but just try to not hurt yourself while doing it. Um, even if you're at home, watch a family movie together. Okay? If Especially if you want to get your kids involved. Do that. Alright? It's not hard. And I know a lot of people would be like, yeah, but then that means I have to do this and I got to get everything out and put it back. Yeah, guess what? You're, you get to clean up a mess afterwards. But, I mean, that's the beauty of it. It's the beauty of you even decide to even have children with your spouse in the first place, okay? Is that you're going to have messes, but guess what? You get to clean them up together, okay? And then, of course, do fun stuff together as a couple. Go mini-golfing. Go to the movies. Share a romantic freaking evening. I don't even care if it has to be in your freaking backyard. And, you know, your husband lights candles and sways you with music and acts all weirdly romantic and makes you laugh. But... That's the beauty right there, okay? As long as you guys are at least spending time together and having fun and doing something together, 
it's it's gonna bring you closer than you realize okay it's it's when you guys start doing stuff apart and not being home around much around each other much is when everything's going to start going sour and everything's going to start becoming to a minimal conversation. And then everything's going to start in just arguments. And then because you're going to find something to nitpick at, especially with sexual frustration, let me tell you. Uh, so make sure none of that romantic or, you know, family lifestyle, make sure don't let it end. Okay. Try not to let it end. Take what you have learned and apply it. So again, Mike really likes to, um, you know, be able to share his views at end of each chapter. These are kind of long, so I'm going to just read what's short and sweet and simple. So this one's titled "You Should Enjoy, You Should Enjoy Both, But Something Wins." Okay. There is certainly room in the discussion to acknowledge that we have time for both home and work. That's a reality of life as you must make a living and not everything has to revolve around your home. But this discussion centers on what comes first. Okay, what gets your best. Your spouse and family need to know that they are that they are your top priority. And if and if pushes come and if push comes to shove, it's a fire service that gets shoved, not your family. Okay? All too often, it's the other way around as the family gets sacrificed on the altar of, and then, you know, of serving the citizens. Okay. The last one is titled, You Demand? Question <laughs> mark. One of the most compelling things that can happen is to be viewed as the go-to guy or gal on your job. Always available and always willing. It's tempting and very satisfying to be praised in that way and our culture celebrates it. We'd encourage you to consider being the go-to for your spouse instead. Be the one who's always willing and available to meet the needs of your family. What would home life look like if that were the case? How close would you be to those who truly matter most? Seeking in balance work and home, life is a challenge that must first be acknowledged and then dealt with. A family life that is prioritized will help you be better at work and give you some leeway at home when you do make a mistake. It is very doable, and it must begin with you deciding what matters most. Hopefully, that answer is your first family, okay? So, I mean, yeah, I really hope this answered a lot of your questions, especially for those who are like, well, you know, I don't know how to perceive this in any other way. Um, I don't know how to start the conversation, um, if you have always had an understanding spouse, I suggest you encourage them to put down their phone, hell, even put it on silent or hell, put it in a different room and walk away from it and go talk somewhere else. Make sure the kids are not within earshot. God forbid they don't need, they hear a conversation and you know, they think the worst. Okay. And talk it over. Even, like I said, make a physical list if you have to. I know that sucks because then it feels like you're doing homework more than anything. But it will help you in the long run. Like I said, I've actually had to quit my conversation. Like, quit in the middle of my sentence. Because my husband would start looking at his phone. I'm like, I'm not going to talk anymore if you're not going to make me a priority. So, and sometimes that gets their attention. 
guys, not even kidding. Gals and guys, that sometimes that gets their attention and they're like, oh, I'm sorry. You know? Now, if you have the kind of spouse who's just willing, not willing to do so, well, then guess what? You're going to have to uh, really look at your marriage as a whole and be like, okay, is this something we need to seek counseling for? Okay, because I'm not a doctor. I'm not a counselor. I'm just here to tell you what I've read. I'm here to tell you what I've learned and also what can help you because not a lot of people are readers anymore. I'm a reader and a lot of people rather listen to podcasts, which is completely fine because I do too, um, other than read a book. Okay. So to be honest, I just really hope that this is something that just kind of opened your eyes. Firefighters, if any of you have listened, I hope this has opened your eyes, especially to your your, you know, about your family being first. I get it. You guys are the go-getters. You guys are the doers. And once that first, you know, pager beeps or the alarm sounds, you have the adrenaline of a freaking shark. Okay? I get that. But just remember, even with the smallest of things like trainings that are optional, you don't always have to go to them. Please run them by your family first before you even decide to say yes. I get it. It's really hard. But just remember, that's how a marriage fails. That's how you, you know, lose all contact with the fact that, you know, of love and compassion and I wouldn't say trust, but, or, well, trust a little bit of it. Yeah. But also communication. And a lot of them, and a lot of you wonder why you're losing it. And it's because you're not putting your family first. You're putting the fire fart. You're putting the fire department first. It's okay to help your community. It's a great thing to help your community. But it's even better to make sure that your family stays together and very strong. And that, you know, you're the, remember, you're also the one that took vows with your spouse. And how much you love, and telling them on your wedding day how much you love them. Just remember that day. Remember, just remember that day. Think back to that day. And it might even help you realize, oh crap, we need to, we need to fix this. So hope you guys had a good one. Um, I really hope this really helped because I mean, like I said, it was just one of those chapters that really got to me and I had to talk to my husband about, um, you know, he, there, it's not like anything triggered it. Well, yes, it did, like, from past experiences and, of course, what was kind of ha- starting to happen. So I was like, okay, we need to sit down and talk about this because I'm starting to feel I'm always alone and I'm not first priority. Neither is our son. So, I mean, it kind of triggered some conversation. I'm glad we got through it. So I know that there's more to come in the future, obviously, because considering, oh, excuse me, he's going to be going to full-time firefighter in the future in the near future, and so there's probably going to be a lot more conversation, there's probably going to be a lot more, um, you know, spending time with each other to have those conversations, and in my, and I told, and I told my husband, I said, this is why I always try to get you involved in a lot of activities lately, because this, it needs to be done, and so, because at first he didn't understand why I was doing, he thought I was being too needy, and I was like, nope, nope, this is something that's healthy, so, Trust me. I mean, I get it, but at the same time, it's just like, really? Come on. Uh, you, If you love your family that much, you need to put some work into it. I mean, everything requires work. Sorry to tell you. Everything does require work, okay? Remember that. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Um, don't know when I'll be back. Hoping soon. Like I said, 
the turn events that have happened in my life has just kind of made me a little bit um, monotone to everything. So, you know, but I'm getting through. I'm getting by. And thanks for your support, Patreon. Love, love y'all. And I hope you have a good rest of your day.